The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of the boy who cried background checks to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the red herring fallacy, also known as changing the subject and smokescreen. So I know that we've got quite a lot of our audience who also listen to the Puzzle in a Thunderstorm podcast, Scathing Atheist and mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. God Awful Movies and things like that. So they yeah. would probably think of this fallacy as jingly keys. Because that is what right. what is used to kind of distract people from an otherwise good point. And the red herring fallacy yeah, yeah. is is about not addressing the points that someone else is trying to make, but taking it off on a different tack, a different um, direction, yep. and introducing a whole new subject and, and just trying yeah, yeah. to get people talking about that instead. Yep. And our first example comes from the presidential debates when the question that he was being asked was about uh, his Access Hollywood tape where he was mm. heard to say that he grabbed women by the pussy and that kind of stuff. And his response was this. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, where you have wars and and horrible, horrible sights all over, where you have so many bad things happening. This is like medieval times. We haven't seen anything like this, the carnage all over the world. And they look and they see. Can you imagine the people that are, frankly, doing so well against us with ISIS? And they look at our country and they see what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it. But it's locker room talk and it's one of those things. I will knock the hell out of ISIS. <laughs> don't just, can, just yeah, straight don't on to ISIS. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> right, yeah. Let's not talk too much muck about, about the stuff I said and the implications of what I've been it doing. Or, but it's, it is kind of, yeah, what else is happening over there? And then he kind of, he, then he sort of does that little bit where he said, if they looked at our country and saw what was going on, I think he'd lost his train <laughs> yeah. of thought there. Basically, he's trying to say, you're having to go at me for this, but that's nothing compared with drowning people in steel cages or even locking up children in steel cages, A, eh, on the Mexican border. You know, it's medieval, Yeah. And it's, it's the worst it's ever been. And you go, yeah, it's locker room talk, but I'm going to knock the hell out of ISIS. You go, what? It's almost a non sequitur, isn't it? Well, yeah, actually, that, um, it's, there is definitely a crossover between non sequitur, the, the fantasy non sequitur, and red herring, because non sequitur is more commonly, colloquially, is, is used to mean something like this, where it just, what you're mm. saying doesn't continue from what was said before. Whereas, as yeah. we discussed in our non sequitur episode, the logical fallacy non sequitur talks about um, premises that don't lead to the conclusion in in that way. So, mm. yeah, um, it is slightly different, but there's there's definitely a crossover. So our second Trump example is from um, his response to when Kazir Khan, the Gold Star family, basically uh, of, yes, of yes. the uh, the fallen Muslim soldier, uh, U.S. soldier, yep. um, spoke at the Democratic National Convention and uh, kind of attacked Trump in his speech. And Trump's response, uh, he was asked by George Stephanopoulos on ABC what he thought about it. You have sacrificed nothing and no one. He said you wouldn't have even let his son in America. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that. I saw him. He was, uh, you know, very emotional and probably looked like 
uh, a nice guy to me. His wife, uh, if you look at his wife, she was standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me, but plenty of people have written that. Uh, she, uh, she was extremely quiet and it looked like she had nothing to say. A lot of people have said that. What? When? Who are they? <laughs> well, not only have they said that, but a lot of people have written that. It's just... Yeah. What the hell is he doing? So he's not really addressing... <laughs> no. The, the no. argument that he hasn't made a, any kind of sacrifice. They've made this supreme sacrifice of losing their son yeah. and uh, and that they think that is unfair, that, that you know, Trump's policies as far as Mr. Khan is, is concerned, wouldn't even allow their son in the country if he was, yeah. he was wanting yeah. to... Was, wasn't that the, was that around the time that he'd done the no-fly? Yeah, it was uh, It was all the, the whole certain, Muslim ban thing was, was yeah, yeah. big at the time. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, so Trump immediately just derailed it in, and talked about how his, yeah. his wife probably wasn't even allowed to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Completely out and of it's nowhere. A, and, I did say probably looks like a nice guy to me. Yeah. That that be kind of guy. And he probably looks like a nice guy <laughs> to me. And you think, what it's what is going on? There's something rattling around inside his head to, to we got must you know, must defend, must defend. <laughs> alert, alert. Let's come up with something. Well, she didn't say anything, so probably he doesn't let her. And it's not just me. In fact, it's not me saying that. I don't know. But lots of people have written it. Yeah, you tell me, well, he said. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, they haven't. You have. You just said it. You just made it up. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, and it is a... Um, never mind this terrible thing that I've just done. Look at this terrible thing in general. Yeah. Over here. Let's talk Over, about it's something it's else. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's the shiny. It's like the uh, the squirrel in uh, Over the Hedge, <laughs> the the animated thing where where he's kind of they just they make him do what he want they want him to do by shining one of those laser pens <laughs> up the wall, and he goes oh, oh, and he just follows the thing. Do people fall for it? That's the thing, you know. And you kind of fall for it. Kind of makes it sound like they're they're convinced that the question's been answered. Mm. And I don't think that really yep, right. happens. Yep. It's yep. more that it is easy to derail the conversation, and that and the people will continue to talk to you about the thing you've raised instead of the thing that mm. they wanted to talk mm. about originally. Because it's slightly rude yep. to say, "I'm not." That's not what I'm talking about. Let's get back to my point. And and people yeah, don't like yeah. to be rude most of the time. So. So in most cases, people will will go with you if you change the subject. So it's yeah, it's an effective method, and the counter really is to to not be derailed by it and to say, well, actually, yeah. that's not what we were talking about. That you know, you haven't answered yeah. my question. Yeah, yeah. The thing with Trump is he goes off at so many tangents. Anyway, it's difficult yeah, he does to it spot when it's just whether him whether yeah. he yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. When he is he distracting himself, or is he so practiced at it that he can't uh, hold on to one subject for any length of time for fear of being questioned about it too closely? Well, we know he lives in fear of that because he cancels the press conference. It is an ideal tactic for a kind of hyperactive mind to to just skip mm. around to different topics, and it and it will mean that you never really have to spend too long and go into too much detail on any one thing. So, yeah, that's yeah. true. God help us all. And now is the time, I think, for Mark's British politics. Corner. Well, th uh, this week I've got two uh, bunches of things, obviously featuring Boris, the, the man of the moment. So the one I'm putting up for uh, offering, first of all, for Boris's red herring, is actually a smoked herring. Um, so this is a, uh, which is called a kipper. And um, so in... Uh, most of Boris's history with dealing with the EU, he flings in, we've dealt with them before, he flings in these things to distract you um, away from the fact that he has no 
evidence or he has no facts to back up his position, so he will incense you with a straight banana or he will incense you with whatever other examples the we've had. £350 million pounds a week for the The £350 million, pound, yeah. which he keeps referring to. Today at the Prime Minister's questions, he plucked out a billion a month <laughs> um, out of out of midair, which I guess is made up with £350 million pounds a week. But, but, yeah, it's just another zombie statistic that keeps coming up in order to make people look away and go, oh, yeah, you're right, and get all riled up about that. So let's have a listen to this. During the um, leadership contest, so the leadership for the Tory party, uh, which we know he won, so this is back in back in the good old days of 17th of July uh, this year, he was on the hustings, um, this the final one, when he was convincing people, to uh, the Conservative Party members, to vote for him. So he said this... This kipper, which has been presented to me by, just now by the editor of a national newspaper, who received it from a kipper smoker in the Isle of Man, who is utterly furious, because after decades of sending kippers like this through the post, he has had his costs massively increased by Brussels bureaucrats, who have insisted that each kipper must be accompanied by a plastic ice pillow. So the, uh, the reason for the comedy Laurel and Hardy music mm. behind it is uh, will become apparent. Um, he couldn't wheel out the banana again. Um, this is a new thing that he's distracting us with and waving, literally holding up a, a packet, of, you know, a vacuum packed smoked herring um, and saying, You've got to vote for me. I'm going to get you out of the EU. And says, Because of interference, the guy that sells these has now got to, um, you know, spend a lot of money refrigerating them whilst he posts them. However, in response to this, on the following day, a representative for the European Commission said this. The case described uh, by Mr. Uh, Johnson falls outside uh, the scope of the EU legislation and it's purely a UK uh, national competence. There are strict rules when it comes to uh, to, to fresh uh, to fresh uh, fish, but uh, this kind of uh, rules don't apply to processed uh, fishery products. I'm talking about the temperature and the exact uh, case that he was explaining. So the the reason we know for sure that this is a red herring is because it's been. Um, not only can you point to the person and say, well, you haven't answered the question or the thing that you're talking about is nothing to do with the issue at hand. The other way I would suggest, which is what the European Commission representative does, is counter the red herringness by proving it with facts. You know, you can prove anything with facts. <laughs> um, and she's just gone, you know that thing you were talking about? It isn't true. Yeah. So it 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 takes the the wind out of his sails. It bursts the bubble. It um, stomps and, on his kipper. and yeah. stomps on it. <laughs> stomps on his kipper, which I'm going to say from now on. <laughs> yeah, but but also what it what I suddenly began to think. Well, maybe Boris is actually a genius. I've since thought differently um, that he's doing this very arch, tongue in cheek doubly ironic thing by using a kipper which is a herring as a red herring yeah it's like a double bluff isn't it <laughs> yes exactly you go that's just a red herring and he'd go yes it is <laughs> i was looking on the the fact checking on this and on fullfact.org uh the food standards agency for the uk says smoked kippers that are sold online must be kept to an acceptable temperature throughout transit Businesses must ensure this the materials used to do so are suitable for the food and the conditions of use. So basically a plastic ice pillow. And that's the UK ruling. Um, also, the uh, guy that, who was the kipper smoker um, lives in the Isle of Man, which is neither part of the UK nor the EU. It's a self-governing British Crown dependency. And though it is part of the customs territory of the EU, um, and yet that allows free trade in various goods between the Isle of Man and EU members. So at the time, well, we're still 
members of the EU. So if this guy in the Isle of Man is trading with the UK, he doesn't have to obey the UK food standards. So there's a kind of a double failure on the yeah. red herring stakes. So because this guy is after we leave, we won't be able to f- do free trade with the Isle of Man then? This guy won't be able to sell his smoke campus to the UK. Well, Is that right? Yeah, well, yeah, it'll be under WTO rules. <laughs> yeah. So, and he will have to, and the WTO rules will have to abide by the UK Food Standard Agency, not the EU Food Standard Agency. And it's the UK one that yeah. says you've got to send it with a thing full of ice. And the EU one doesn't. And currently, he doesn't have to put a plastic thing in. <laughs> with ice in it. He doesn't have to do that because he doesn't have to abide by the UK food yeah. standards. He only has to abide by the EU one. So Boris has distracted so himself from the, <laughs> from the truth twice. Yeah, there we go. So my second example is, um, so this is a full-on um, desperately not answering the question job. So this is from Prime Minister's Question Time today. We're recording this on the 4th of September. This is Boris Johnson's first Prime Minister's Questions. He's already lost his first vote. And um, this is Prime Minister's Questions. And Jeremy Corbyn asks him a question related to uh, a no-deal Brexit. Um, And he mentions the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster in the introduction. That's Michael Gove, friend of the show and terrible fallacious git, um, Michael Gove. So um, let's hear what uh, Corbyn says and how Boris does or doesn't answer it. At the weekend, the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster said food prices will go up under no deal. Will the Prime Minister publish the Yellow Hammer documents so that people can see which food prices will go up and by how much? The Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster said absolutely no such thing. I can tell him I can tell him I can tell him the preparations preparations for no deal, thanks to his uh, good offices and thanks to his efforts, are very far advanced. But I tell you, the surest way of getting no deal is to undermine this country's ability to negotiate, which is what he is is doing. And I have to say, uh, Mr Speaker, uh, that if this this deal, if this bill is passed uh, this afternoon, I I don't want an election. Uh, I don't think uh, he wants an election. Uh, but I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a petition on his own Labour. There's a petition on his own Labour website with 57,000 people, including Carol, Nigel, Graham, and Phoebe, calling for an election. I don't know whether, whether there's a Jeremy on the list. But, Mr. Speaker, I know he's worried about free trade deals with America, but there's only one chlorinated chicken that I can see in this house, and he's on that. So I counted at least three red herrings in there. One out and out lie, because Gove did say exactly that on um, Andrew Marsh's show on the Sunday before this. And uh, and then he does not one, not two, but three red herrings. So one is the Corbyn saying, we're having no deal. He said the prices will go up. There's this government document that lists all the impacts of no deal. Can you not just publish that so that, the you know your uh, constituents and my constituents and people that voted you in will know which ones are going to go up and so instead of just going no we won't or yes i will he just said i don't know what you're talking about and says that having the one way to guarantee a no deal is to pass this motion blocking ironically blocking a no deal which is what was happening at the time yeah he's treating it kind of like a like a um, a Greek prophecy, isn't he? Like the, yeah, the more yeah. you try and avoid your fate, the more it will guarantee it's going to happen. Or it will come hurtling towards you. <laughs> yeah, the more you're alerting death to your presence by protesting. Yeah, the man with the scythe is going to track you down. Exactly. And then and then he says he doesn't want an election, so he's goading him. And there are fifty seven thousand people on his website who do want an election. You can well, I'm not sure about that um, even. And then the last one is about the trade deals with America and another food-related gag. It's all yeah, just calls, red herring off red herring. chicken. Exactly. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and under later on, 
not particularly sotto voce uh, and in close up on camera, he calls him a big girl's blouse <laughs> for not wanting to do the election. So, and we, and it's the, th- the other thing is that he does these red herrings constantly. Um, the, so he prorogues parliament and later on um, we'll, uh, there's a summary of the, the, what's happened at Westminster. <laughs> but he wanted to shut down Parliament early to prevent people discussing his Brexit stance, which is basically to do fuck all and just we'll all crash out in October 31st and he gets to keep his voting base that are all defecting to the Brexit party. Um, So he did that. Everybody saw through that, even though he said, I'm not going to shut down Parliament, that would be an awful thing to do. Turns out he approved it two weeks prior to saying that He's not going to do it. Then he says, yesterday, I don't want an election. Um, you don't want an election to the, the people. The people don't want an election. And then today he said, I want an election, and he doesn't. So it's it's just constant red herrings, which seems to me to be the very heart of this kind of distraction rhetoric that Trump um, part partakes of or demonstrates or is his default position where he just says all the things that move people to emotional support um, so that they're distracted from what's really going on. I wanted to sneak in a final one because there's this weirdly odd um, article I came across, the Reverend Dan Rehill, head of a Roman Catholic school in Nashville, Tennessee, claims that the Harry Potter's fiction is itself a red herring because the spells are real. He says the books represent magic as both good and evil, which is not true, but in fact a clever deception. The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which when read by a human being... As opposed to what risk conjuring <laughs> evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. It's fantastic, isn't, amazing, it? isn't it? Does he seriously? So it's think, kind of. I mean, well, it seems like he does seriously think it, but the number of people who, who on having read those books, have tried Expelliarmus or Alohomora yeah, or yeah, any exactly. of the other. Yeah. Yeah. They've even got to, uh, you know, the, the toy shop and bought. The, yeah, uh, the 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 wand Absolutely. and and the broomstick. <laughs> they still can't fly. Yeah, and things haven't been expelled. But the, I loved the you know the fact that he was saying, "Ah, oh, you see, it's a clever deception." So the J.K. Rowling says she's writing fiction is the red herring <laughs> to distract you from the fact that she's unleashing demons across the world. Um, most notably in the shape of the Reverend Reel, who is banning books. It's outstanding. You know, just, it's great, isn't it? In the town where I was Are we having a Beatles season? There we are. Yeah. Is that what's going we on? We are having, we're having a Ringo season <laughs> in particular. Yeah, that's uh, it's Ringo singing the first draft, which actually, which amazingly, uh, foresight from 1966, they foresaw Boris Johnson's rise to power and is um, even at the tender age of two, I think he would have been then, um, that they kind of went, yeah, this evil man is going to tell lots of lies. So uh, yeah, and it is true. In a town where I was born, lived the man who the um, my mum's uh, where I grew up uh, at my mum's. His their MP. If she's not around anymore, so she's not. He's not there. If she was still alive, she'd be turning in her grave. Uh, the local MP is Boris Johnson. Wow. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. 
So in the fallacy in the world, we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective. And um, it's it's very slightly political, this first one, because it's a clip from right. Family Guy where uh, Lois is running for mayor against Mayor West. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they're having this town hall meeting. And one of the uh, the people in the crowd asks this. Mayor West, if re-elected, would you increase the frequency of garbage pickup? Well, citizen, that's an excellent question, and I thank you for it. I think it's great we live in a town where you can ask questions. Because without questions, we just have answers. And an answer without a question is a statement. Oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. The the late, great Adam West there. Um, Completely distracting everyone from the question that was asked yeah. by talking about by questions talk, themselves. Talking about how brilliant questions are. <laughs> yeah. That's the ultimate, ultimate... Um, it's like a meta red, red herring, red herring, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he sounds even more like Batman when you can't see the pictures. <laughs> that, that was so good. That was great. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the, um, <laughs> the animation theme, we have a clip from The Simpsons. Ah. And this is from a, an episode of The Simpsons where there were several vignettes of Bible stories which were playing out with, this, with The Simpsons characters. And uh, yeah. this one is uh, in the, an, an Exodus story where Milhouse is Moses and Lisa is kind of advising him on getting out of Egypt. Well, Lisa, we're out of Egypt. So what's next for the Israelites? Land of milk and honey? Well, actually, it looks like we're in for 40 years of wandering the desert. 40 years? But after that, it's clear sailing for the Jews, right? Uh, more or less. Hey, is that manna? (laughs) (laughs) That's excellent. And actually, she sounds like a mum there. (laughs) Where she kind of goes, "Mm, more or less. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, is that manner? There it's it is, right? Kind of look over there. <laughs> right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think of Darren Brown and Penn and Teller. Mm. That whole, yeah, yeah. It is the deception thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The red herring fallacy is basically conversational misdirection. Yeah, and we we watched some of that when we went to the critical thinking weekend, and they had a guest magician, didn't they? And some of which we all just went, oh wow, that's amazing. And like, meanwhile, you're going. Yeah, I think I know how he does it because you hadn't been just—he hadn't been distracted at all. And I'm going, look, he just—he just pulled something out of the air. And you go, yeah, well, that's because he's doing something else over there. You fool! Stop looking at what he's doing. Look at what yeah, he wants the to not to see. Magicians, kind of, they, you ha- really have to train yourself to to not look at what you're doing because if you look at what you're doing, yeah, everyone else yeah. looks at what you're doing. So they, yeah, the, yeah, magician has to kind of look somewhere else look at at a specific member of the audience and kind of point people's attention towards that yeah i fell for it every time (laughs) every time yeah meanwhile you're working it out (laughs) this september millions of people will walk out of their workplaces and homes to join young climate strikers on the streets and demand an end to the age of fossil fuels so on the 20th of September, if you want to join in, go to globalclimatestrike.net and find out more about it. We are obviously in favour of uh, combating climate change and, and raising awareness of this kind of thing. And so you can also raise awareness by telling people about this, by getting involved, by using the hashtag podstrike uh, on Twitter and going to globalclimatestrike.net to find out more. So that's Friday the 20th of September. Um, join the climate strike. People will be on the streets all around the world. So we're going we're gonna to play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for fake news, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. Yeah, but never mind that. Listen to this. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, good try. <laughs> Well, I think I won last week, didn't I? <laughs> you were on 12 out of 30, and, and now you're on 13 okay. out of 31. So, yes, you must have won last week. Which is an impossibly prime number. Yes, something fraction, like that. Really. <laughs> yeah. So, our theme this week 
Um, Never mind that. Look at these lovely prime <laughs> numbers. <laughs> our theme this week is about hurricanes because oh okay uh, yeah 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 obviously hurricane uh, what's it called Dorian is it is yep. is Doran is yep. steaming towards um, the east coast as we speak and Trump has mm-hmm. been just talking nonsense about it all week and has used it as an excuse to not go and go to Poland and just just talk bollocks. Play golf instead. And and in yeah. fact there is a there was a clip that I was thinking when I first saw it of using for this, but yeah. it's been played so much that I thought you might right. have already heard it. So uh, yeah. this is what Trump has said. And it is so bollocky bollocky <laughs> This is what Trump yeah. has said this week. We will work very hard to minimize whatever the effect of of what's coming at us we don't even know what's coming at us all we know is it's possibly the biggest i have not sure i'm not sure that i've ever even heard of a category five i knew it existed and i've seen some category fours you don't even see them that much but a category five is something that uh, i don't know that i've ever even heard the term other than i know it's there i see well the interesting thing is I have heard him say that, but not this time <laughs> no, round. I expect you heard it when he's... he said it in like 2017 as yeah. well. When he... Yeah, the last one. Yeah, <laughs> This is about when the he fourth said, or fifth time he uh, said, I've, f- I've never heard he's, of Gatsby He hasn't heard of it. Before. Nobody's ever heard oh, of it. Yeah. So, so his, his short-term memory isn't actually transferring <laughs> stuff to his long-term memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's the first he's never sign. Heard of it except it? Other than he knows it exists. And he didn't even know it was a thing, but he knows it's it's there. So, whatever that means. Anyway, that's why we have chosen hurricanes as a theme for this week. But all of these quotes that I have for this week for yep. Trump are from 2018 uh, okay. when he was at a rally in Texas and he was talking about Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, statement number one. That sucker was brutal. That was brutal. I never saw anything like it. It kept coming in. It was taunting us. Have you ever been taunted? It was taunting. It would come in and you'd say, oh, great. Now it's, then it goes out, it reloads, it comes in, then it dumps, then it goes out, then it comes three times. And I'm paying for that. I'm saying, is this thing ever going to stop? Will it just go away? That's terrific, isn't it? That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a movie plot for It Returns, isn't it? <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, statement number two. And I'm, why um, is he paying talking, for that? Right, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In sta- statement number two, he is talking about uh, when he asked the Coast Guard some questions. I said, let me ask you a question. When these boats, what happens? He said, well, they want to go out. They want to sort of play at the edge. But there was no edge to this big monster, and it gobbled them up. And these guys are going through it. I said, how big is a thing like that? You have great equipment. You have the greatest boats. They said, sir, we have the best boats in the world, but we hit that thing wrong. We don't have a chance. Yeah. Okay. That he, or, You can tell he's making stuff up when he adds in, sir. <laughs> yeah. He said that. They said, sir. Yeah. You know that nobody ever says that because nobody calls him sir. <laughs> Statement number yeah. three. They called it Harvey. Sounds like such an innocent name, but it's not innocent. Believe me. You know as well as anybody, bad things can happen. It's called Mother Nature, and nobody's ever seen anything like it. It pulled houses out by the roots, like a big, like a tornado, like a 50-mile-wide tornado. They couldn't get rid of it, and they said it was, I guess, the biggest water dump in the history of our country. Okay. Okay. Mm, Yeah, I like that. That number two, when he says, when these boats, what happens, that's... uh, uh, yeah, you see that mm, you could be just honing your observation of how Trump speaks. God damn it! And the uh, the taunting, taunted, taunting. It goes, goes, comes, thumps, goes out. Three, and I'm paying for that. See, the that for me is the there's the red flag. I'm paying for that. The, yeah, I'm saying is this thing ever going to stop? But the last one, you know as well as anybody. Which is yeah, it's not innocent. Believe me, it's got that's got all his Trump trademarks in there. When I first read that, I said when I pulled out pulled his houses out by the roots like a big tomato. I read, I read it <laughs> first. So I was thinking tomatoes don't have terribly big roots, like a fifty mile wide tornado. 
well, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, okay, that sounds like a precursor to nuking it. Mm, okay, well, uh, okay, um, I think that you number three is the one that you made up. They called it Harvey. Yeah, number okay. three is the one. Yeah. So, okay. which of the other two are you more confident about? I'm more confident. I'm increasingly less confident now. I'm more confident <laughs> about number two, the Coast Guard one. Okay. Yeah. So, number two. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Real. Oh. I said, let me ask you a question. When these boats, what happens? He said, well, they want to go out. They want to sort of play at the edge. But there was no edge to this big monster. And it gobbled them up. And these guys are going through it. I said, so how big is a thing like that? You have great equipment. You have the greatest boats. They said, sir, we have the best boats in the world. But we hit that thing wrong. We don't have a chance. That's not an answer to how big is it. I said, how big is this thing? (laughs) And they, so you know that he didn't, they didn't say that because they would have answered, they would have said about 40 feet. Something like well, that. There's there's a pretty reasonable chance that none of this conversation ever happened because <laughs> yeah because this this was part of his claim which he's made multiple times that the reason that people were out in boats first of all he said that the coast guard in Texas saved sixteen thousand people right. who who were out in boats during Hurricane Harvey yeah. that's not true it was eleven thousand people which is still a huge number of people yeah and you know well done to the coast guard but but Trump has repeatedly claimed yeah. that the reason there were so many people out was because they just wanted to go out in their boats in the hurricane and like be uh, in fact in this speech he said they wanted to impress their wives and stuff and yeah they wanted to kind of yeah play at the edge and see how close they could get to it which is what total bullshit which is just what he wants to do isn't it he wants to it's not what the coast guard said it's not what people the authorities have said what they've said is you know people were already out in boats yeah when it came along. Yeah. And think, also people took their boats out to help other people. Yeah. They were going to rescue people. Yeah. They, and some yeah. of them got into trouble and had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. But but they were being good Samaritans. You know, they were mm. rescuing their friends and, and, and they were rescuing complete strangers. They were taking their boats out to try and help people in trouble. Risk they weren't themselves. going out to just yeah. play yeah. on the edge of the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because if you, if you explain that to Trump, and go, these people were being... You know that they weren't had no care for themselves. They were going out to rescue their fellow sailors and their fellow citizens and help other yeah. people without a thought for their own safety. If you said that to Trump, it just he would not go in. No. He wouldn't get it at all. He just got, well, it hasn't gone in because he's no. been told multiple times, and he keeps and he saying, keeps saying so. it. Yeah. Oh, that, well, he's just yeah. He's just take, well. Plus, also, he would like to do that. So, and ironically, he does say. Yeah, I would be the first there. You know, next hurricane, you get me there. Next serial killer, next shooting in a school, I will be there. The first one leaping up, you know, diving in front of the, to save kids with a gun. There's been several since he said that. He's not been to any of them, has he? Not, you know, not at the time they were happening. He's just gone to Toledo instead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... Okay. Yeah, you also think that number one is real. Yes. And the brutal sucker. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Real. That's Whoa. so brutal. That was brutal. I never saw anything like it. It kept coming in. It was taunting us. Have you ever been taunted? It was taunting. It would come in and you'd say, oh, great, now it's. Pe-. Then it goes out. It reloads. It comes in. Then it dumps. Then it goes out. Then it comes three times. And I'm paying for that. I'm saying, is this thing ever going to stop? Will it just go away? I have no idea what he's talking about. No. He says, I'm paying for that. No. What's that? Why is he paying the hurricane to keep coming out and coming back yeah. in again? Just stop paying. <laughs> stop paying for yeah. it and it will stay out. What the fuck? You know, you don't kind of go, yeah, well, here's another $10. Come back in again. Just stop paying it. It's not going to come I think, back. I think maybe he means that, you know, every time the hurricane, I mean, first of uh, all, I, right. I don't know if it's true that the hurricane went 
out into the water and then came back onto land more water. and dumped water and yeah. then went and got more water. Yeah. That doesn't seem real. He's confusing it but with the broomstick <laughs> in uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. That's what he's confusing But let's with. pretend that happened. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah, that what it means yeah. is, is that the government is... Is oh, that is right. going to cost the government yeah. through like FEMA and stuff like that? Yeah, because it keeps doing more damage. Right, but that he's confusing again his mo- his own money with the government's money. Yeah, and uh, which, Jesus which later on we'll find out that he confuses the government's money with his money. In fact, he thinks yeah. it's all his. Yeah. So, Eddie, <clears> but the thing yeah. is, he but he didn't. <laughs> but didn't he withdraw some funding? He said, "You've had enough now." For. Some uh, only from disaster. places like Puerto Rico, where there's lots oh, of ground. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. No, what no. He's thinking? he's fine with with giving people disaster to Florida, to Florida yeah, yeah. and Texas yeah. and yeah. places like that. But mm. yeah, and Russia. He was fine with uh, fine with, with that helping yep. helping them with their wildfires, but not yeah, uh, uh, not California because of because of too many Mexicans and not Puerto and, Rico and too so. many de- Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, yeah. Uh, allegedly, um, allegedly. So, <laughs> plausible deniability learn that uh-huh, from you yeah. donald yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so what that means is that, yeah. that statement number three oh. is indeed fake news oh i chose that one uh, hey all you did right. choose number three yes and, yeah um those are all things that he has said about harvey right but they just Not weren't all, all said together in one go in that speech wow but individually he yeah, has said like... I, I made up pulling your houses out by the roots but yeah. everything else in there is something that he said about hurricane harvey wow um That's so the biggest water didn't he also say was that the one where it's big water no that was somewhere else wasn't it big water that was about yeah that was about puerto rico it, he did say uh this is the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water that that's was the what, one that yeah, yeah yeah he said that yeah yeah oh, i love that one yeah yeah you know as well as anybody it's, it's a kind of yeah. a he that's his appeal to the crowd isn't it that he always yeah, that he always does you know yeah that, yeah, don't that, question this i'm telling you you know it yeah yeah there you go yeah you know and <laughs> and not only do you know it but anybody knows this in fact, you know, you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. In fact, I'm not making it up. I'm attributing the knowledge to you and <laughs> everybody else. So that, yeah, yeah. all there is right there in a nutshell is how he does that bad thing. Bad things can happen. It's called Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Blimey, yeah. that was so, quite a maelstrom. Uh, that means you're on... You're oh, on 14 yeah. out of 32, Yay! which is uh, 43 and three quarter percent. Wow, so, blimey. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that sucker was brutal. And um, and, and the latest about uh, hurricanes and Trump yep. came out actually this afternoon because when he was tweeting about who basically needs to kind of get out of the way of the hurricane, yeah. um, he accidentally included Alabama uh, oh, right. in yeah. the list yeah. of places. Yeah. Um, no way. And immediately... The, the weather people said, nope, not I'm Alabama. Don't, yeah. don't worry if you're in Alabama. It's not coming so your way. 400 miles there's away. No, there's going to be no impact on yeah. you. And he has kept doubling down and saying, no, it is, it is Alabama. It was Alabama. What That's what the they hell? said at the beginning. And, and just because he won't admit that he's made a mistake. And no. today he was in the Oval Office holding up a big weather uh, board yeah. for, for reporters that had the kind of path of the hurricane. Yeah. And it, and, and it had... And an added section in Sharpie that took no, in Alabama that was no. outside of the official section that only went up as far as Florida. That he <laughs> so basically he had added, actually crayoned he, on. He'd amended, yeah. Onto he'd the... amended the map, which incidentally <laughs> is against the law to right. amend a, an official uh, weather forecasting map and pass it off as official. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he and and when he was asked about it, a, a, a reporter said, you know, it it really looked like someone had just drawn on that with a sharpie, and he went, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. And no, yeah, it's amazing. So he is so fragile; that, he cannot yeah. admit that he that it wasn't actually Alabama. He is basically calling yeah, all of the the, the meteorologist liars and saying, yeah, it's definitely Alabama. He's taking on weather. You know, it's it's King Canute, isn't it? It's going, yeah, it's going to go down to Alabama and the weathermen are going, that, you know, mm, you, can't, mm, you can't do your Toledo when it comes to warning people. Lots of people live in Alabama. They're all <laughs> going to be clogging up the, the highways to get out of Alabama 
where are they going to go? The neighbouring states are going to, you know, welcome them in and nothing's going to happen. So don't frighten people unnecessarily is what they're basically saying. And he's going, no, yeah. they're yeah. definitely going to Alabama. <laughs> See, and yeah, look, he, he, yeah. he, when he gave a press conference earlier on, he said that it, they did say it was going to be Alabama and they said it was like a 95% chance it was going to get there. And it's just none of it is true. No, All of the actual scientists are saying nope, nope, that's not true. That isn't what we did. Exactly. And here's the official map of where we said it was going to go. Completely went the other way, and he's just yeah. he's just, <laughs> he's just drawn a big arrow and pointed at Alabama, <laughs> spelt wrong, in the wrong place, like drawn <laughs> Alabama on. I mean, that was the most impressive thing of the sharpie on the map. Really, was that he knew where Alabama was. Yeah, I mean, he did he, draw it. You know, it did. No, yeah, he got one of somebody. Like, that, do you think you reckon he got one of his acolytes to, to yeah. draw? On a map. Yeah. Or to say, where's Alabama? Well, it's right there, <laughs> sir. Well, what shape is it? Okay, so all I need to do is okay. put three lines on the outs of, of this spiralling 50-mile-wide you know, tornado. And uh, does anybody got a grey sharpie? No, I'll just use black. <laughs> Nobody will know. Nobody will notice. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just, I've got a picture of it. It's, the, it's proof. You've just, sir, you've just drawn a picture. <laughs> You've just drawn a picture of a hurricane, of what you think a hurricane looks like. Just drawn a cow flying just, to the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a, a wizened woman on pedalling on a cycle <laughs> going, yeah, I'll get you, my pretty... So it's time for the final show that this week, at least, is called Emoluments Are Not a Logical Fallacy. It's my new favourite word, emoluments. It's a lovely emoluments, word, isn't it? Yeah. Lovely to say. <laughs> yeah. So Mike Pence has been in um, Ireland this week and uh, he his meetings are in Dublin, right. uh, which is on the, the east coast of Ireland. Yeah. And Capital uh, of the Republic. he's yeah. not staying in Dublin. Uh, he is right. staying... On the on the west coast of Ireland, about 150 miles away that, from yes, Dublin, and commuting to Dublin, <laughs> he, um, why? Because he is staying in Trump's golf course property at Doombeg in County Clare. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> who knows why? Because Trump would quite like some money, please. So right. Oh, he didn't just go. Oh, well, look, I've got a property in Ireland. It's, why don't you stay there? And then Pence going. Well, well it's fucking three hours he, away. How are we going to get to work? He did say, "I've got a property in Ireland. Why don't, why don't you stay there?" Right. But he wasn't offering it as like a freebie. Oh, he was offering it as a "Why don't you pay me to stay at my property?" kind of thing. Uh, uh, um, according okay. to Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, he he suggested it. He said, "You should." Uh, it's kind of like you should stay at my place rather than saying you must go to Doombeg, but yeah know, he is the president so yeah um yeah well, and and so pence is taking a, a an hour flight by helicopter across ireland to go to his meetings what? in dublin so that he can stay at trump's golf course property and not with the president of ireland yeah. or the, no, the president no he's yeah I've been to Dublin a couple yeah. of times. I I don't want to brag, but I stayed in a really quite nice hotel there because yeah. I was doing a job. I was working there. Yeah. And uh, uh, there are places in Dublin, Dublin. and yeah. in the surrounding area yeah. that you can stay, even if you're the vice president and yeah. the Secret Service will be there and will look after you and it's all fine. Yeah. It's not the only place in Ireland that you can stay that would be protected and safe. And um, because they have their own government the Talsic, or however you spell it which looks yeah, strangely I have no idea how it's pronounced looks it's strangely more chinese it, yeah it looks <laughs> looks more chinese than gaelic and they have a premier you know a lead politician who's yeah. in charge of the whole thing he lives in dublin i'm hazarding a guess yeah. in a presidential style building with lots of security Surely Absolutely. it would be easier like, just to stay there. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably put them up. Yeah, just stay the, here. The, the original argument from Pence's team, from from Mark Short, was was just that it's a convenient place. It's you know it's in Ireland. It's in this right country, right? So it's fine. But also because it's the president's property, the security, yeah. the, the Secret Service have kind of like scouted it out and and made sure it's all safe and and okay. So right. you know they already know it. 
Uh, also, Pence's family, like ancestrally, come from Doombeg. They come from that area. So he wanted to stay <laughs> local to there. And, and yeah. apparently he was planning on visiting a restaurant that is owned by a distant cousin of his. Right. Um, is any of that none true? None of these, obviously, are reasons. <laughs> no. But apparently, yes. Oh, apparently okay. that 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 is all i don't as far as i can find out that is that is all true but not a reason no. to stay 3 hours away from from where you are <laughs> supposed you've then to be got having to organize a, a, a flight or or a yeah. you know trans, transit mike pence has taken his his wife who he calls mother and his mother i don't know what he calls his mother that must get confusing Miss, mrs pence to, to ireland yeah. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and um, and apparently he is paying for their accommodation. Uh, he's obviously right. he's on the government pocket. dime himself. Uh, okay, but yeah. he's paying yeah. for his his relatives' accommodation. But of course, he's paying Trump, Trump. for that. Uh, right. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. or essentially, it will find its way back into Trump's pocket. Yeah. So, but he's yeah, uh, this is so who's paying for Pence himself? The, well, the government. The, the, U, the U.S. government will be paying for totally. Trump for for Pence's accommodation. They'll be paying Trump for that. <laughs> the tax man is paying. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, the pub, the, the U.S. public basically. Yeah, they are paying Trump for the Pence tax to stay yeah, Trump's yeah. property yeah. rather than to stay somewhere local to where his meetings are. So, so Trump is trousering, however many two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, the, not on this trip. Tens of thousands of dollars on this trip. Okay. Uh, but but since 2017, Pence's um, group, Pence's yeah. um, organization has yeah. has spent more than two hundred thousand dollars at Trump properties. Obviously, Trump has spent a huge amount of money at Trump properties, staying at Mar-a-Lago because it's not he- just him staying. He could probably get it free, but he charges the Secret Service to stay there, and he charges other members of his entourage to stay at wow. when he's at Mar-a-Lago or at Bedminster or any of those places. The money that that cost goes to Trump through his organisations. Right. So the emoluments is yes. is the thing that stops you doing that. Well, there is a rule. There is a rule against those doing those kind of things. Surely. Yeah, there, are, there are two emoluments clauses in yeah. the Constitution. One is the domestic emoluments clause, and right. one is the foreign emoluments clause, right. basically. And um, the domestic emoluments emoluments clause is uh, basically it, it authorizes a fixed salary for the president yep. and says that that cannot be augmented by Congress. So Congress can't vote to um, give him more money right. for stuff. Yeah. And he is not allowed to, as as president or any um, uh, high up federal officer, basically, yeah. uh, to receive within that period any other emolument from the United States. So he is not allowed right. to get more money from the federal government. Even so basically which he, he is, you can't claim expenses beyond the salary that you're being paid because that's Well the, you, you you can claim expenses because that's not you're not getting extra money you're just claiming back uh, stuff, the stuff that your that you job spent. has cost okay, you. Okay yeah 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 yeah. But you, what you can't do is for example um get it direct people who are visiting you in Washington to stay at your Washington hotel. If you're um, a hotel or, owner, for instance. Or, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or suggest that the vice president stays in your Irish hotel. Yeah. Or that the next G7 summit stays in... Well, yeah, his his attempt to get the next G7 yeah. at his Doral Golf Club, Yeah. that one is the Foreign Monuments Clause. Uh, okay, yeah. Because uh, with the Foreign Monuments Clause, um, you are... Um, prohibited from accepting any present emolument office or title of any kind whatsoever from any king, prince, or foreign state without Congress's consent. So right. uh, by doing that, he is basically getting the six other countries in the G7 to send their people to stay at his hotel and then charge and him. pay him money for that. God. Those Those governments are paying him yeah. individually, and he is making money off that. Wow. So, that's that's against a totally different law. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Never want yeah. to do things by halves. Might as well do. No. Yeah. You know, you're gonna. You know. What's an emolument among friends? Yeah. Just and then a, there's other um, issues which are a bit more of a grey area, not quite so clearly illegal, but definitely unethical. Right. Um, such as, for example, Bill Barr, the 
Attorney General um, yeah. booking a, a holiday party for for this Christmas and right. presumably, I don't know, Thanksgiving or New Year period uh, for 200 people, basically an office Christmas party at Trump's hotel in Washington, which is going to cost ah. him about $30,000, which again... We'll be going into Trump's tax, tax pocket, ultimately. And, that, and that, is that coming from Bill Barr's pockets? That's not entirely clear. Right. Whether, right. whether there is a budget within the AG's office to pay for a Christmas party, essentially, yeah. um, that will be going from that to the DC hotel, uh, or whether Bill Barr himself is paying 30 grand to have a party with his co-workers and he's just doing it by coincidence choosing to pay that to his boss yeah um instead of to another kind of thing one of the things that ought you know apart from the fact that it's illegal it's very expensive staying at a trump property why would you want to why why would you volunteer oh well there's the there's the idea you wouldn't voluntarily (laughs) choose to go i've asked me a question because you've kind of (laughs) <laughs> we saw an interchange somewhere on Twitter, I think, when it said, you know, yeah, the president isn't drawing a salary, dumbass. And you go, well, yeah. this is where he's getting all his money from then. You know, if it's costing him however many billions of dollars that he claims it's costing him for being the president and not being a completely unscrupulous businessman, he's just doing that. In his spare time, then. Is, what? So, no, yeah. no longer an unsecretive. And the other man. thing is, yeah. uh, I mean, for example, with Doombeg, uh, not only is he getting the, the, the value of that trip and, and all, all of mm. Pence's entourage staying there, he's also getting global publicity. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So, so the, the, um, the, the golf course and the hotel, which according to UK tax office uh, yeah. records has been losing money over the last four years, yeah. um, gets gets global uh, recognition and, and advertising for yeah. nothing. Cause, yes, Cause exactly. Because it's all... A minute. <laughs> that's a Trump's, Trump's golf course. That looks quite nice. Yeah. And so every shot of Mike Pence getting into a helicopter strangely yeah. has the Doonbeg property in the background. What the hell? So and so, so uh, anybody doing anything about it? Could, oh no, don't really de- need I ask? <laughs> it's, it's a, he's he's only um, breaking an article of the Constitution. Why would anyone? Why do would anyone do anything about it? And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. Trump's longtime personal assistant and recent director of Oval Office Operations, Madeleine Westerhout, got a bit tipsy at an event recently and told reporters, among other things, that Trump doesn't like having his photo taken with his daughter Tiffany because he thinks she's fat. Apparently, revealing something that ironic is a firing offence, and Miss Westerhout is now looking for another job. Trump then invented a new kind of tweet, which I'm calling a forgiveness threat, (laughs) tweeting... While Madeleine Westerhout has a fully enforceable confidentiality agreement, she is a very good person, and I don't think there would ever be a reason to use it. She called me yesterday to apologise, had a bad night, I fully understood and forgave her. I love Tiffany, doing great. Yeah, sounds like he's moved on already. And since he's not able to write 280 characters without telling multiple lies, of course it's not fully enforceable. Getting federal employees to sign confidentiality agreements is pretty much the definition of prior restraint of speech, which is prohibited by the very first amendment. The Federal Election Commission is a good thing, right? Ensures that elections are conducted properly, that no malfeasance is committed during those elections and investigates interference in past elections and during preparations for upcoming elections. A body whose rules states is made up of no more than three Democrats and three Republicans. Pretty good way to ensure impartiality, hey? But of course, if you want to prevent investigations into, say, campaign financing, then is it me or is it a weird coincidence that since Touche Turtle's evil twin and hater of campaign finance laws, Mitch McConnell, became Senate Majority Leader in 2015, not a single commissioner nominated at the rate of two per year has been confirmed. And now that Matthew never stepped inside a courtroom, Spencer aborted Trump Federal Judge nominee Peterson has resigned from it. The FEC is in quarret and cannot actually operate or enforce anything. Election year next year? Coincidence? 
perhaps Touche Turtle and Dum Dum aren't so dumb. Evil, definitely. Touche Turtle. That's even more niche than Victor Kayam. That's great. <laughs> Touche Turtle and Dum Dum. If we needed... <laughs> If we needed any further proof that Trump doesn't understand hurricanes, nuclear bombs, or anything else really, we need look no further than the multiple occasions on which he has apparently suggested nuking hurricanes to stop them before they get to America. Axios documented several briefings where the president presented this brilliant plan. On one occasion, according to a source in the room, you could hear a gnat fart in that meeting. People were astonished. After the meeting ended, we thought, what the fuck? What do we do with this? Sure, Trump can't be expected to know that hurricanes release more energy than a 10 megaton bomb every 20 minutes, but it doesn't take a very stable genius to understand that the radioactive fallout from the bomb would then be carried onto land by the hurricane and liberally distributed throughout its path. Like it would be contained within, like, say, like a whirlwind, you know. Yeah, that's like right. a 50-mile-wide tornado. Yeah, <laughs> going very fast. If you're going to tip things in, it's going to get blown all over the place, say, like cows and old women on bicycles, houses torn up by their roots. Let's put a bomb in there. Where does that stuff all end up? Yeah, it just disappears. Yeah. But, oh, he's been watching the time tunnel or something, hasn't he? That's really, yeah. Meanwhile, down at the not wall, the not my president has ordered officials to ignore environmental rules, fast track construction contracts valued at billions of dollars and take the land needed by eminent domain. Basically, to do what he's did ever since he started in real estate. But instead of fining, jailing and bankrupting them, he promises he'll pardon them. Yeah, OK, two things about that. That's not good. And would anyone believe any promise Trump makes anyway? In answer to queries as to whether this was true, Deputy White House Press Secretary Hogan Gidley told The Washington Post... Donald Trump promised to secure our border with sane, rational immigration policies to make American communities safer, and that's happening everywhere the wall is being built. Which is rather carefully worded, because whilst those policies are not sane or rational, or indeed making anything safer, that's okay, because the wall isn't being built everywhere across 450 miles of border. Certainly not where those policies are being enacted. Right. Trump tweeted classified military information last week. No, it's not the first time, not by a long way. But this time he did it just to troll Iran, which seems like a new milestone of sorts. You see, Iran tried to launch a satellite, but the rocket exploded on the launch pad. Trump received a very detailed, extremely high-resolution spy satellite image of the launch pad, complete with annotations by US intelligence in his highly classified intelligence briefing. Naturally, he snapped a photo of the satellite image with his phone and tweeted about it. Astronomy experts have used the image to identify which satellite it came from, and no doubt enemies of the US are poring over it to see what they can tell about the technology that made it possible. Tweeting national security secrets to own the Muslims. Vote for me! In the presidential limo, very expensive, made of steel, space steel, Trump has one of those yellow plastic steering wheels with the squeaky horn and the pink stick shift on the side affixed to the bulletproof glass by a big sucker so he can feel like he's actually in control and can steer when things look bad. Similarly, at the G7 summit, they gave him a Fisher-Price phone like the one in Toy Story to make him feel connected. Bad news, though, it had Made in China on it, so of course he got a real call from China and told everybody he'd won the trade war and China were going to come to the table and they had a deal. Q stunned G7 summit attendees. But despite Trump and Mnuchin tweeting that it was really real, for sure, double pinky promise, it wasn't. Geng Xuan said it wasn't, and he should know he's from China's foreign ministry. Instead, two White House officials have said Trump was eager to project optimism that might boost markets and conflated comments from China's vice premier with direct communication from the Chinese. You know, like when parents explain away their god-awful child sociopathic behaviour when they visit your house. Hmm, could it be that Trump was genuinely confused about communications coming from China? Yeah, sure. Could it also be that he's desperate for a win after virtually an entire presidency of failures? Ah, yeah, there you go. That's it. Since we're totting up laws broken by the president yeah. in just this episode, yeah. um, lying to 
boost the stock market, which you almost certainly have investments in, yeah, is against the law. Isn't that? Yes, that's that's, that's the very okay. definition of insider trading, isn't it? Yes, yeah. A new book by Lonnie Bunch, the founding director of the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture, reveals some details about Trump's visit to the museum in 2017. After refusing Trump's request to close the museum for his visit on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Bunch was told by Trump's aides that he was in a foul mood and didn't want to see anything difficult. Bunch writes, quote, The president paused in front of the exhibit that discussed the role of the Dutch in the slave trade. As he pondered the label, I felt that maybe he was paying attention to the work of the museum. He quickly proved me wrong. As he turned from the display, he said to me, You know, they love me in the Netherlands. That's brilliant, isn't it? Also horrifying. Also not true. They don't love him. No, nobody no, loves him. Anyway. Nobody loves him. But anyway. no, they, they've done polls and they don't. They don't like him in the Netherlands at all. Okay, here's a brief update on the Shizer Krieg that's going on in the UK, as promised, <laughs> and it's especially translated for our American listeners. Boris has raided the tuck shop, so no one will get any scoff except him and his posh chums. To prevent anyone finding out, he has asked the royal headmistress to close the school early, almost as soon as term starts. Some of the prefects in Slytherin don't like this. They're used to having a bicky at elevenses, and they have said they will gang up with the middle-class middle day boarders in all of Griffel Cloughpaw, who never get any bickies and think they should be shared with the many, not just the few and change the locks on the school gates so Bozza can't even lock them. Yarboo sucks. Bozza's got into a bit of a bish about that and said if that happened, he'll pile all the sweets and bickies he took in the playground and shout, Bundle! As we record this, the changing the lock strategy has been agreed upon by most kids. The date set for shouting Bundle isn't going to be agreed on because they know that fatty mophead pants on fire Bozza is a sneak and is bound to cross his fingers and say fain nights when he's out of earshot. Meanwhile, head boy Specky Four-Eyes Reese Mogg, the haunted pencil, has been caught lounging on the sofa in Matron's office and putting his feet on the furniture, closing his eyes and everything, even while she's talking. And worst of all, he says he doesn't care so no. I hope that's made it all perfectly clear. Yeah, I don't know about Americans, but I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Usually Mark gets the last story, but just before we recorded tonight, our favourite idiot, Jacob Wall, started trending on Twitter. Yay. At first, I thought maybe he'd put up another Instagram photo claiming he's in a new exotic location while standing in front of the same fence he stood in front of when he said he was in Tel Aviv and also Belarus. But no, after years of trying, it seems young Jacob has finally succeeded in attracting the attention of law enforcement and is wanted for felony arrest in California. Hurrah. Is it for attempting to frame a mayor for sexual assault, slandering a former FBI director, filing a false police report about death threats he sent himself, fraudulently acting as a private investigator without a licence, using the images of Oscar-winning actors on his fake company website without permission? No, none of that, and I could go on. He's wanted for unlawfully selling unqualified securities. But I don't know what that means, so I can't make a joke about it. I think it's probably something to do with his insecure qualifications. Possibly. <laughs> so that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this episode you can find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy our contact details are on the contact page and if you think we've used a fallacy ourselves let us know and if you've had a good time give us a review on Apple Podcasts Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and you can support the show on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash ftrump you can also connect with us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious Trump. Also, I was a guest on the Drop the Pilot podcast this week where we discussed the TV version of Turner and Hooch, yep. which was not good. <laughs> and also on the Ministry of Sweeping podcast where we talked about all kinds of fake news. Check out the links in the show notes if you fancy a listen. And if you have a podcast and you'd like me or Mark to be a guest, get in touch. Yeah, we'd love that. All music is by the Outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump... We'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>